to the Dallas Hoops Fancast, a podcast for Maz fans. I'm your host, Sydney, and I'm here with my co-host, Martin. I am here. We have an awesome show for today. First up, though, I want to tell you that we are on a new platform. If you're listening in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, you probably won't notice a difference, but it does mean that we get unlimited recording time. So last episode, we talked about running out of time. That's not going to happen again. And what's also cool is that we can now get messages from you guys. So if you download the Anchor app, that's the new platform we're on, download the Anchor app on Apple or Google, find the podcast, Dallas Hoops Fancast, and you'll see a button to send a recorded voice message. So press that button. And this week, um, we want to hear from you guys. Tell us your top trade ideas for the Dallas Mavericks or your trade wish list. And if we get some good ones, we'll share them in the next episode along with your recording. And honestly, you can leave whatever message you want and we'll get it, but um, specifically trade ideas. Um, So download the app. Again, it's Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R, on um, Google or Apple. Follow us on Twitter at Dallas Hoops Cast. That's Dallas Hoops Cast on Twitter, and you can chat with us. Okay, enough of that. Um, Let's get on to the show because some big stuff, it's never... I feel like this year has just been so full of... A lot of drama. Yes, and it's weird because... You know, I want to say that the Mavs usually are not about drama, but really, if you think about it, the past, what, ever since the championship, they had the Lamar Odom drama, they had the Rajon Rondo drama, now they got this drama with Dennis Smith. So he's been, I don't know, calling out sick, not showing up to work, which is extremely immature, but he's coming back to the team. Um, He'll be returning pretty soon. Tomorrow, actually, they Tomorrow. play the Clippers. And uh, so first I want to get into just like our opinions of what's going on because we didn't really talk about this in the last episode. Um, we are not fond of the way that Dennis Smith has handled this situation. Now, we agree that Rick Carlisle can be hard on young players and and that he shows favoritism. And that is very frustrating to us. But even acknowledging that and venting our frustration in the past... I still think that Smith has handled this the wrong way. I mean, you can't just, you hear trade rumors and then you're just not going to show up to work. Like, I I don't like that. Well, you definitely, I mean, it's like the rest of the Mavericks team, when they were interviewed about it, Dirk and Carlisle and, and the other players, they mentioned that trade rumors happen every year. Every player has to suffer through that, obviously, unless you are Dirk or LeBron or one of, you know, the all-time greats. But everybody else on the team, Rumors happen every single season, and you have to play through them. You you go out there and you act like a professional. You still show up for team uh, for practice for the games. And Smith, by calling out and not showing up, didn't handle it the professional way. And hopefully, he'll learn from that going forward. Yeah, and I think that really hurt his trade value too. And and you know we're assuming that Dennis Smith wants to be traded because I think he does. His agent was like, we didn't request a trade. But we wouldn't mind a trade. <laughs> like, Please what trade is us. that? Mean? Yeah. So I think he wanted to be traded, and all the rumors, I guess, upset him, and maybe the way that Carlisle was treating him. And I think staying home really hurt his trade value. So I think that him coming back now is more about just like, dude, okay, we understand you want to be traded. You're hurting your own, you're hurting your value, you're hurting yourself. Just come back play and then we'll try to work out a trade for you yeah i'm on the same page i I don't think 
he's going to be a Maverick long term. And I know there's a lot of there's a lot of Dennis Smith fans out there, which I was mm-hmm. a little surprised by with this whole drama that he has a lot of support. Uh, obviously, you know, I'm not one of them, um, but I don't see him staying with the Mavericks for an extended period. Uh, there's a theory out there that they are just trying to basically get that leverage back, because if every team knows that he's going to be gone, they're offering you nothing. And so, like you said, it's possible that they've talked to him and said, hey, just come back and play. Act like you're going to stay with us. Let's get that leverage back, and then we'll trade you for something that we can actually uh, get some value in return in. Yeah, because you were saying that Carlisle, like, the report was that Carlisle called him up and, and apologized. Apologize. That is not and, Carlisle style. Yeah, that doesn't sound like Carlisle. And even if he did, you were saying if if you're the kind of player that Carlisle has to apologize to, Carlisle doesn't want you. He wants want you gone. Exactly. Yeah, he wants you gone because yeah. he doesn't like players like that. And and whatever you think about Smith as a player, I mean, he struggled to make an impact this year. I think the way that he handled this situation, even acknowledging Carlisle's frustrating things that he does with showing favorites and the way he treats young players, Smith just did not handle this the right way. Yeah, and a lot of people think that the what basically put it over the edge was the Berea injury mm-hmm. because you know Smith was already struggling and Carlisle was already struggling with him remember a couple you know a couple months back or a month back where Smith wasn't playing very well he's going back to the bench and Carlisle's like hey Smith what's wrong you know because he's pouting and which he, he has a history of or rumored yeah. history of being a powder um, and he just ignored him so you know Excellent point, Martin. (laughs) (laughs) My mind went blank on me. (laughs) I agree. So, like, despite the rumors, there's been rumors that he's selfish or teammates don't like him. I don't know if that's true, but you don't even have to go that far. You can see it on the court. If he's not having a good game, he starts pouting. You can see him on the bench. You can can see it in his face. Um, And so... I, I don't think that he has made an impact through scoring or playmaking, plus his attitude. I'm just, I'm not a fan, and this, the way he responded to this didn't help at all. Yeah, and I doubt Carlisle actually called him and apologized. I think he called him, and I think they had an honest conversation about trade value. Yeah. But I cannot see Carlisle <laughs> apologizing to any player ever. And so maybe that's what they told the media because that's a way of saying, hey, Carlisle, it's my fault. Yeah. I'm the one that's created all this. Smith is a really good player. He's a team guy. I created this whole problem. So I called him up and apologized. But I just can't imagine Carlisle (laughs) ever apologizing to a player, especially a second-year player. Now, if it's Dirk, okay, you got to suck it up and you got to apologize to him, but not Dennis Smith. Yeah, Dennis Smith is not the kind of player that that would happen with. So we think that he's – well, maybe he I hope. <laughs> yeah, maybe he won't be traded, but they will still try to trade him. Yeah, if if they get something that they like in return, I think he's still gone. I, and I think he understands that as well. Yeah, I, I do think that even with him coming back, his trade value has still dropped a lot. I think with Orlando, there was a lot of rumors about that team being in the mix and and it might have been something like a Terrence Terrence Ross um some people were talking about DJ Augustine, yeah. um, Evan Fournier. I, I liked all of those trades, but I don't. I don't even see that being the, the Magic being willing to give up that. Well, and I think the Mavericks organization is trying to make it seem like Dennis Smith is 
almost a star. So they should get a lot in return for him. But in reality, he's, he's not. just not. In our opinion, yeah. I, I don't think he's going to be a star. So I think they're trying to make it seem that way. Like, you offered us Bamba, Terrence <laughs> Ross, and DJ Augustine, really? You know, but in my mind, that's a great <laughs> trade. I, anything you get back in return for Smith, you're happy with. But, you know, so we'll see what happens. I still think he's going to be traded. If not at the trade deadline in the offseason, I don't think he's going to be a Maverick. He doesn't want to be a Maverick. And, you know, he joins a long list of point guards that don't like playing for Carlisle. Well, and, and there's really just no place for him. Like, Luca is a point yeah. guard. He's a really good point guard. And Smith hasn't yet to develop the skill of playing off the ball. Well, he's just... He can't play off the ball. He doesn't... He's not good enough off the ball. He's, he's not, not able good to enough right with now. the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there was some speculation. You mentioned Berea going out and that... What might have yes. set Dennis off was maybe Carlisle asked him to fill in Berea's role, which yeah. I can imagine a young player like him, you could see that as an insult. Like, I, it's my well, second, it's year. second year. Don't you put know. me on the bench already. Well, and, and you, for a, an agent and a player, Wait, that's that first a death, contract. That's a death yeah, stroke. exactly. Especially yeah. if you're in your rookie contract. Your first contract after your rookie contract is the biggest contract you're usually going to get. And so going to the bench in his second season is going to drastically affect yeah. how much money he gets paid. So, yeah, he didn't like that, which I understand. But you just handled it the wrong yeah. way. You can't go out to eat and lunch with fans yeah. and then call out sick that night because that's what he did. Yeah. And so uh, I don't. I do think that he would fit really well off the bench in Berea's role, but I don't see that. I think he'll come back no. as a starter. And then and the Mavs will lose and yeah. their starting lineup will suffer. Well, I mean, you know, they're they're below 500 without him. They're below 500 with him. So, you know, it's like I've said before in past podcasts, he's inconsequential. I yeah. don't think he necessarily hurts them. He doesn't help them. He's just he's just out there. He's a warm body. He's just body. there, yeah. 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 Um, so that's that's the drama. Um, everybody, it's like we all know what's going on, but at the same time, we don't. There's so much that we don't know. In reality, we're all just trying to sort this out, and I just want it to be over. But um, I want him gone. Yeah. Okay. Well, so what? So more exciting news. So away from the drama, more exciting news. Um, today, the Mavericks play. So this is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Today, the Mavs played uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. And Luka Doncic had his very first triple-double, which we were, we've been waiting for this a long time. He has been so close so many times, and I really wanted him to be the youngest player ever to get it. Missed it by 10 days. Yeah, so Markel Fultz, of all players, <laughs> is the youngest. And, you know, it's like, so the list is like Markel Fultz and Lonzo Ball, and and so I'm like... Maybe it's not so bad that he's not in that well, list. Well, LeBron's also on that list. True. But... So is our favorite son, Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah, he had a triple-double last year, which I was... I don't remember that. Like, did we watch we that game? We stopped watching that part we of the did, season yeah. because they sucked and he, you know, wasn't as exciting as... Yeah. We'll stick with Luka. Yeah, so Luka Doncic had a triple-double, and it was like... 
legit. When he first got it, the game was almost over and it was 10, 10, and 10. And I was like, ah, but that's so weak, you know? But he eventually got up to 18 points and he got over, I think he finished with like 11 rebounds and 10 assists. Yeah. So it's it's a legit triple-double. But honestly, for me, it's not even about this one because he's gotten, what's, what's bigger to me is this, he's gotten close so many times. And I think that body is bigger than just the one time, which could be a fluke for any player. Yeah, I mean, he's had a, I think it was a 24.11 rebound, nine assist game. Yeah. Um, or, you know, reverse that. And he's he's had some really close games. Uh, he's almost a threat for a triple-double every, every night. I mean, yeah. every time in the first quarter, if if the Mavericks are playing well, we're always like triple-double watch yeah. because he, he's already piling up. Now, because he only plays 32 minutes a game, he yeah. may not get very many this year. Uh, if he played more minutes, like if he was near forty minutes, he'd get it. Yeah, then he'd be getting triple doubles left and right. Yeah. You know, he's he's been so close already. But when you play such small amount of minutes, it was good to see because he he wasn't shooting the ball well at all. He was struggling to get it to go in, but he was making some amazing passes. Yeah. And uh, although they lost against the Bucks, they had some moments in that game where they were really taking it to the Bucks, and, and Doncic was just torching them with the passes to the corner. Now, of course, none of them made any of them. You know, <laughs> Harrison Barnes went 0 for 8. But the fact is he can tear a defense apart with his passing and his rebounding. And uh, so even if he's not scoring, he still impacts the game. Yeah, I, I think that with Smith being back, um, the triple-double watch will be over because – Smith is going yeah. to, th this really comes on whenever Smith is out or, you know, for whatever reason he's not playing. Um, that's when Luca really goes on the triple double watch. But with Smith being back, I don't think he'll get close anymore, but he's still going to get. He'll still get five, six assists. Yeah, and like six, seven rebounds. That's the, what he's averaging. The rebounds averaging. he's still good at. Yeah. It's just the assists when Smith is back because Smith is the guy initiating the offense. So, um, you know, it's crazy. Like before the season started, as soon as he was drafted, we were like, you know what? He he might win rookie of the year. Like it'd be it would be awesome <laughs> yeah. if he won rookie of the year. And then about a month or two into the season, it was like, oh yeah, rookie of the year. It's, there's not even a conversation. It's rookie of the year. And then it was like, you know, he might could he make the all-star team? Like, and everyone was like, you know what? We should vote for him. Cause like, what if he made it? That'd be so cool. And now it's, it's almost a given that he's going to be an all-star. And now people are talking about, you know what? Is he an all NBA player? Should he make the all NBA team? It's like, it just keeps, I mean, this guy is legit. Like he is legit. There's so many rookies where I feel like the, the storyline is forced like he's good, mm -hmm. but not really as good as people are saying. You're kind of like picking and choosing. But with Luca, he is actually good. His his production, his efficiency, um, the way that he's able to handle defenses. This guy is legit. And that, aside from all the drama, I'm really excited about that. And I do think he's going to make the All-Star game. Yeah, I think he will too. I don't think he's going to be a starter. I know the fans have voted him in, and obviously we've been voting every day. Yeah. Um, Today's the last day, actually. Yeah, and I voted. I hope everybody else has listening. I voted. voted I did today. my civic duty. Um, duty. I, I think <laughs> I think he's going to be an all-star um, as one of the reserves. I don't think he's actually going to be in there in the starting lineup above Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, and Paul George. He shouldn't be. He should not be. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and I'll as, admit as, that. With all due respect to Luca, yeah. he shouldn't be starting above those three guys. So... 
I am okay with that. Just making the All-Star game, playing one minute in the All-Star game. When's the last time the Mavs had an All-Star? Dirk. And that was two, three years ago? Might as well be 20. <laughs> I mean, I think it was five, six years ago. And it was yeah. his... It wasn't It was a Lifetime ago, Achievement but, Award yeah. All-Star. It wasn't because he was like, actually an All-Star. Yeah. So if, outside of that, yeah, it's been, you know... Nobody other than Dirk, and it's been so long that he's going to do it his first year. And hopefully, Dirk, Dirk never got this much. These the votes, the votes. No. Yeah. yeah, he never, which is insane. Like Mavs fans, why were we not voting for Dirk? I think they like were the this? only ones voting. Dirk yeah. wasn't as popular nationally. Like he was actually looked down upon nationally. Like, True. He's, you know, it's like Donnie said, he was a superstar nobody wanted. Yeah. Um. But so, yeah, if if he makes the All Star game, it'll be really exciting. Yeah, I I do think that he will, and and all NBA. I mean, that's I don't even know about that yet. I mean, maybe third team. Um, it it depends on who you talk to, but either way, he's having a solid well, season. And it's you know I know his points per game are at about twenty points, and some of these other guys are twenty six, twenty seven. It's not just the points per game; it's also the clutch scoring. Yeah. And he still tops in the. He's second in field goal percentage and clutch. He's first in made baskets to tie or take the lead in the final five minutes of the game. And so that alone, I think, should put him in there. And his minutes are less than all the other All Stars. He mm -hmm. only plays 32 minutes, all the other ones are around 36. And so if he played 36, he'd probably be at about 23, 24 points a game. Yeah, the only problem is the Mavs record. That's going to hurt him in everything. Well, that's why I think he might make a reserve. But, you know, Anthony Davis is going to be a starter, and they have a True. worse record than the Mavs. So, True. you know, we willing, we are so willing to forgive Anthony Davis' team <laughs> record every year. Like, we talk about Anthony Davis. Not to go on a rant here about Anthony Davis. I, can, I know. I feel it. I feel the rant coming. So, Luca. <laughs> <laughs> is going to be an all-star this year. It's a good point, though. I mean, Anthony Davis... It's Top like, five player in the league, yet his team never wins. And people are talking about, like, MVP. You know, could he be in the MVP discussion? Not like, with well, the I record mean, of maybe 20 and 20. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Anyways. Most valuable what? Like, okay. Um, so, Luca is awesome, and everyone else sucks. Um, Mavs outlook. So, we have a lot going on. There's the Dennis Smith drama. There's Luca being awesome. For the rest of the season... There are so many directions that this could go in. They could just this the drama could become too much. They could make a trade for a big player, doubtful. Um, or they could just make a trade to get rid of Smith. But regardless, there are still some players on the roster that are probably still gonna be here unless they make a big trade that that are causing some problems, some frustrations. Like DeAndre Jordan's lack of defensive effort at all. Like he literally watches yeah. an offensive player just score on him. It's like he gets free courtside seats to every yeah. game and then just watches. Yeah, and it's it's just because he has the best seats in the house. It's you, you brought it out earlier when we were talking. He doesn't want to contest the jump shots because if he goes out there and contest it, he's not getting that rebound. So that stat isn't going in his yeah. you know stat box. That's not right in his box score. It's not going to DeAndre. Yeah, basketball. <laughs> so, you know, he it almost seems like he doesn't contest because he wants the rebound. And it's so frustrating to watch. We have zero resistance at the rim when DeAndre is out there. Teams can do whatever they want driving the lane. Yeah, I I do notice that that 
team. Yeah, they get. It's they don't like, fear. Some games, it's like a layup line. Exactly. And, Every shot is a layup. Yeah, and and I think, and I've said before, I think that it's not all DeAndre. I think they're the perimeter defenders have the responsibility of trying to keep guys out of the paint. He can't stop everybody, but. The problem is when they do get into the paint, I feel like there's not enough being done. Yeah, I mean, you can play great perimeter defense, but you got to understand, you know, you're guarding Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, yeah, uh, Steph Miller, Curry, Damian Lillard. Yeah. You're guarding some superstars. You're always going to get beat. You're never not going to get beat. That's why the center position is Exist. so important. <laughs> yeah. That's why Rudy Gobert is so important to the Jazz because – He's that line of defense. So when the perimeter guys do get beat, with the Mavs, they don't have that. Yes, they get beat on the perimeter. Luka gets beat sometimes because poor angling. But there's no resistance down there. He just sits there and watches them. He doesn't want to get in foul trouble because if he gets in foul trouble, he gets taken out of the game, which means his rebounds won't be as high, which means he ain't getting paid. Which hurts his stat box. His stat box. His stat box. Um, Trademark that. (laughs) Um, Wesley Matthews. This is like beating a dead horse. I mean, obviously, you know, and the thing about Wesley Matthews is like, I think he can be a good player and, and a great role player. We Our problem is with the way that Carlisle uses him. Like, he's not the kind of guy that you give the ball to and expect him to be a playmaker. But that's... Well, Carlisle what, does. Yeah, that's really what he is in the Mavs offense. Like, Carlisle's system requires that both guards make plays. And you don't have two guard you, like Wesley Matthews can't make plays but that's the system so he's going to do that and it I've gotten to the point with the West Matthews situation where I don't even think about it anymore <laughs> I can't because I, I lose sleep you know it's so frustrating to watch West Matthews dribble uh, the ball yes, off his foot <laughs> he is the ball handler on a pick and roll he should never be the ball handler on a pick and roll. He should be the guy in the corner watching the ball handler on the pick and roll. But for some reason, Carlisle <laughs> does not accept that Wes Matthews isn't very good. <laughs> he just won't accept it. He loves Matthews to death. Carlisle went on the radio and said that Matthews was one of their best ball handlers. You cannot say... Have you watched a game? So... The Matthews thing, I've learned to just, I got to let it go. Let it go. I, I, won't, I won't sleep at night thinking about Wes Matthews throwing the ball away. Thankfully, he'll probably be gone after no, this. <laughs> I, I almost guarantee you, Carlisle we'll wants him back. Yeah. He wants him to be the starting shooting guard going into next year. Like, of all the players that we have not given multi, yeah, we do Monte. We, we do one-year deals all the time. But the one player that we give a max, a multi-year deal, and then we keep him the entire We don't contract. trade him. Yeah. Of all the players, it's Wesley Matthews. Like, and I don't care how good he is in the locker room. Like, can he play? I don't, like, we just go get a nice guy and stick him in the locker room if that's what you need. I want players that can play basketball. And this is where Carlisle, Monte Ellis was the perfect player for Carlisle's yeah. offense. An undersized two guard who's a playmaker and a pick and roll player. Yeah. But we didn't keep him yet Matthews we're in love with. He's one of our best ball handlers. That's Carlisle. He just he loves Matthews and I I just I don't understand why. Yeah, and this he is He better be gone. We talked about this in our very first episode how Carlisle 
really doesn't make adjustments. And he's done some of that this year, but the the main theme is, you know, his offense is the same. Like yeah. Monte Ellis was so perfect because he finally had a guy that fit that uh, the mold. style, yeah. yeah, the mold that he needed. But outside of that, if you don't have that player, generally you adapt to what you have, and Carlisle doesn't. The two guard is a playmaker, so whoever is there, you got to make yeah. plays. And we saw in the Bucks game today, it was Jalen, and and Matthews was moved to the three. But guess what Carlisle did? It was still Matthews. Now, now to be fair, Matthews had a good game, but we saw too many possessions of a West Matthews, DeAndre Jordan pick and roll that was unsuccessful and it was you know forcing it into to dj so i hope matthews is no longer a maverick with all due respect not that you're ever going to listen to this if you do i'm sorry but i hope you're gone yeah so um that's the outlook for this season now this we're going to get into like way too early free agency talk but like, the fact is, the Mavs aren't very good. The season's probably over. Yeah, so we can talk about Luka, and it's really exciting, and they might make a trade, and that's kind of cool. But ultimately, the season is not going... To, they're not going to make the playoffs. It's kind of just like a season that you're waiting to end and kind of get whatever excitement you can out of it. So we're already looking to the summer, whether it's the draft or free agency. I'm not ready to talk about the draft yet because we don't even know what pick they're going to get. They do have... Their pick is top five protected so if it's in the top five they keep it so but we don't even know about that yet um so we're going to talk about free agents and here's the thing about free agency the Mavs they either go after it's like we're either going to get Michael Jordan or we don't want nobody they just sign a bunch of crap scrub players to one-year deals and that is so frustrating because especially this offseason 2019 there are a lot of solid, solid players yeah. they could get to build a solid team. Not like you're going to beat the Warriors, but they'll be a good team if they can get some of these guys. Well, you got to get assets. Yeah, and, and that's the and other thing. They're always thinking if they don't get the big fish this summer, they're always like, well, who's the big fish next, next summer? Yeah. So let's just bring guys in so that way next summer we can sign them. We've do, been doing that for five years now. We're not getting any of yet. them. So can we just change that philosophy and yeah, there are big fish this summer, like Irving and Leonard Clay and Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Cousins. You're not getting any of them. I don't want Cousins. Well, no, I don't want Durant because, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, Durant nah. is a killer offensively. But I don't want him. But he's such a wimp. Well, uh, I mean, you know, okay, like, he's so. Soft. I don't want to be stupid. Like, yeah, if we had Durant, okay. I'd be cheering for him yeah. like crazy. But just as a person, no. I'm just going to say it. Durant is soft. Boom. That's it. He's okay. soft. So aside from like the big name free agents, there's some other solid players. Yes. And like you said, even if you don't think this is a championship team, you get those assets. So now you have something to trade. When you have one-year deals for $2 million, the money doesn't add up. You can't make any trades. Well, and, and Luca is your big fish. Yeah. You Luka got him. is your superstar. He's only going to get better. Well, he should only get better. I mean, the, the people he's in the same category with, as far as the numbers he's putting up his rookie year, they've all turned out to be 
superstars. Well, that's like all-time greats. Right. We'll just so be honest. Luca is that. I'm so not now saying you... he'll be an all-time great, but he's doing things that all-time exactly. greats did. So chances are you have your superstar. You're not going to get the other guy. You have him already. Now it's time to put players that can actually play yeah. basketball around him. Okay, so the Mavs have a ton of free agents. We're going to go through the list real quick, and then we have our top five individually of who we think they should go after. Um, first of all, Harrison Barnes has a player option. He's probably going Chances to are he'll opt, out. opt out to get his last, well, maybe not, not his, his last, last big deal, but, but a big, big deal. deal yeah. yeah. Um, and I like Barnes. I know a lot of people, there's a lot of people that hate Barnes just as much as we hate Smith. And it's, and those people It's a little love, weird. Yeah. It's weird. Like you, it's, you're, there's two categories. There's a category that hates Smith and love Barnes, and there's a category that loves Smith and hates Barnes. You're Team Smith or Team Barnes. Basically, yeah. So um, I like Barnes. I'd like to have him back because he, he's been in a slump, but he's proven to be a solid three-point shooter this year. And I think as your third best player, he's a solid role player. But that's that's the point, a solid role player. I, I don't want to give him a max and if that's what he wants, I, I don't know if I give that to him. Yeah, I mean, Barnes is not my first option to yeah. bring back. But if you whiff on my other guys that I have on my list that we'll get into in a minute, then, yeah, you got to bring Barnes back. Not at a max. If it's a max, you let him walk. Um, and, and I made this decision in today's game. When he got the ball, drove is it. Is this when he hit it off DeAndre's head? No. That's another play. <laughs> But this one, he got the ball, he drove it. There were three wide open players on the three-point line, just all of them with their arms up. Like, hey, we're over here. <laughs> and Barnes didn't pass any of them, bounce it off the backboard or whatever he did. I don't remember. He missed it. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm okay if we lose Barnes. Yeah, so um, we'll see what happens with that. Did you want to say something else? Uh, are we going to get to DJ? Yeah, DeAndre's next. He's gone. a free agent. Okay. Gone. He, he's gone. I, I don't want him back. Wesley Matthews. Gone. gone. JJ Barea, they got to keep Yeah, that. you can keep Barea. Uh, the Mej. I, I think, think you bring Sala back. For a because, minimum? Well, in insurance policy. Yeah. You know, if you lose your bigs, he can always come in and play. I mean, no one else is going to offer him a contract. Yeah. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith is restricted. Now, he might get... Not not a max or anything, but he might get a big deal. Kind of like Al Camino a couple of years exactly. ago. Exactly. Yeah. So they they risk losing Finney Smith. Um, Maximilian Kleba, I really like him. And I, I think he's also going to get a big deal because... I think that's why they benched him again. Because they were like, yeah, look, crap. guys, let's not show off him. We need yeah. to keep him. But yeah, he might get paid... I think he wants to stay in Dallas. Obviously, the connection with Dirk depends on what they offer. You know, yeah. Well, and the thing is, he's restricted, so they can match anything. Yeah. But I mean, maybe they want him to stay, but maybe they don't. I mean, a max might well, not make sense. He for still them. has to sign with another team. True. It's like he's not for. So yeah, if another team I, yeah, offers him something, yeah. he doesn't have to sign the deal. Okay. Yeah, I would like to keep Kleba, and then Devin Harris. You got to keep. Dirk. I don't think they. I think. Here's my no, theory. No. My theory is he comes back as an assistant coach. So he retires this summer? I, I think he comes back as an assistant coach. So he is retiring this summer, comes back as assistant Yeah. That's my yeah. theory with Devin Harris. I see you. Dirk probably retiring, which is going to be sad. I still think he'll be around the team, though. 
I still think just, he'll be just here. Just let him come to games. More mentoring. Not yeah. that Luca needs a lot of mentoring or even wants it, but <laughs> you never know when Luca is going to need some advice. Yeah. So. And then Dwight Powell, he's got a player option. He's probably going to opt in. I, yeah, he'll probably opt in because nobody's going to pay him. I hope he opts out, and I hope he's gone. But he's probably a Mav next year. Yeah, Dwight Powell, he's you know as a as a pick and roll lob threat, he had a role, but then team scouted it, well, and he can't do anything else. And he. Like today, he got a couple of them, but yeah, if they play a bad defensive team, yeah, then he's awesome. It, but, but other than that, like he's not. If he's on a good team, he's not even getting off the bench. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's been scouted too well, and he just he cannot do anything else. Yeah. All right, okay. let's get into our free agents. Uh, okay, you it go sounds first. like it sounds like you want to go first. No, no, no. You go first. You go. You go first. How long are we gonna do this? You go first. Okay, I'll go first. All right. My top five. Now, I was not as organized as you. You created like an entire starting lineup and then backups and third strings and all well, that. Just, well, not backups, but if I don't right. get this guy, this yeah. is what I want. Yeah. I just listed guys that I like. And okay, so some of these are like wish list sort of, but like my, you still go after them. And it's not like it's Clay Thompson. Okay, I'm just saying. So my number one is Porzingis because... He's restricted. He's restricted, but I mean... It's Porzingis. You, like, well, you, you have to offer it to him. Yeah. Even though the Knicks are going to match anything, you never know. You just you have to. You never know. Yeah. You don't want to be that team that didn't offer it, and then he went, and the Knicks didn't match. Exactly. So. Yeah. So, I mean, and this requires no explanation. I mean, it's Porzingis. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's averaging. He it's the unicorn. was averaging 23 points. Yeah, Porzingis. So, that's, that's my number one guy. I mean, I don't think they'll get him, but I think he's more... Um, like more of a possibility than like a Clay Thompson, so that's why I say offer oh, a contract. You, yeah, I think they're both on the same. Oh uh, really? Okay. Yet. Well, then maybe it's a stupid idea, but I still like him. Um, my next, my number two guy is Vucevic, Nikola Vucevic from the Orlando Magic. I've wanted this guy for a long time. Whoa, whoa, whoa! All right, <laughs> come on now. I'm right here. Anyways, I've wanted him for a long time on the Mavericks, um, and, and he's just gotten better. Every year he's had a couple of years with, you know, injuries kind of plagued him. But like this year, he's averaging 20 points, almost 12 rebounds. He's a monster. Yeah. One steal, one block. I mean, he's just and I think he would fit in perfectly with Doncic. Yeah. I, this he's a, a lob threat. I mean, he's not a high flyer. But no, he's but, seven feet, so he yeah. can jump. He can dunk and all oop. Yeah, I think his skill set makes him perfect for Carlisle yes, and Doncic. Yes. And I max him out. I just give him a max. Um, my third guy is J.J. Redick, just because I think he fits in, again, perfectly with the system and with Doncic. He's obviously an excellent shooter. Um, he At this point, he's a solid veteran. Before... When he first came into the league, he kind of struggled. And it was like, okay, he's a good shooter, but he was kind of iffy and he didn't really do anything else. But now he's like dead eye. And I think he's can also be a decent playmaker since Carlisle is going to force him to do that as a shooting <laughs> guard. Um, I think he can fill that role. But ultimately, just playing off of Doncic, this is perfect. And I, and I love him fitting in with him. Um, fourth, I have Tobias Harris. He's just had, I mean, the Clippers have come out of nowhere, and Tobias Harris is a big reason why. He's averaging 21 points, 8 rebounds this year. Um, again, as a power forward, I think he fits in perfectly because he can play off the ball if with Doncic running the point, but then also you can give him the ball and, and run him in the post. And every offense needs a guy in the post. 
that can either suck the defense in or that can run a successful pick and pop. And I think with Doncic, again, this is just a perfect fit. And I I max him out too. I would just offer him a max. My fourth guy, no, no, my fifth guy. So we get our top five, right? And then our two alternates. Okay. So my fifth guy is Eric Bledsoe. This is a guy that actually both of us like. So he is a point guard, but he's played off the ball a lot. With Brogdon. Yeah. yeah. And um, he's currently averaging almost 16 points, five and a half assists. I just, I think, again, knowing Carlisle and his system, he's like a, he would play like kind of what Jalen Brunson does, except he's also a really good player. Mm-hmm. So like we like Brunson because, not because he's so good, but because he just fits better with Doncic. Mm-hmm. So Bledsoe is like that, except he's also really good and he can score and make plays. So those are my top five guys. Um and and there's there's so many more that like we can't even list that like well these are the guys that you wanted yeah yeah, 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 yeah. but I'm just saying like if you want to look in the free agency class <laughs> and call in and tell us who you want or who you think the Mavs should go after feel free to do, do that because there's a lot but th- those are my top five and then my my two like alternates I guess if they don't get them would be Derek Rose and Miritich for the for the Pelicans Rose like. Before, when he came back, it was almost a joke. It was like, oh, Tibbs got him because he felt bad for him. But he has become a solid player, and I think he's finally accepted his role and who he is and the kind of player he is. And he's and and that is the key to so many players' success. You have to accept who well, you are. And I don't know if it was just an acceptance. It was staying healthy. True, yeah. You know, like too. he was an MVP. <laughs> now – was he the MVP of the league? Probably not at that time in 2011, but he's still a perennial all-star. Yeah. So I think it was just the injuries. He couldn't stay healthy. Yeah, so he's been able to stay healthy, and um, he's been a solid a solid guard for them. And, and again, just Carlisle's system, a playmaker. Now, his shooting isn't great, but this year he's been solid. His three-point is like yeah. 45%, but yeah. it would remind me a lot of the way they used Monte. Yeah, I think D. Rose would be in that. Yeah, Just like that. And then, like I said, Miritich um, from the Pelicans. Again, this is another guy I've actually wanted for a long time. He's currently averaging 16.5 points, eight rebounds. He's a power forward. Kind of like my idea with um, Tobias Harris. Um, Porzingis kind of, he just fits in that mold of what they need Mm -hmm. at the four with their system and with Doncic. So those are my top five. Porzingis, Vucevic, Redick, Harris. Porzingis. Porzingis. Tobias Harris, Eric Bledsoe, Derek Rose, and, and Meritage. And, and, like, again, there's just – you can do yours. But well, I mean, are... they, they have the salary cap to really sign all yeah, of those guys. Yeah. So as, if they don't bring anybody back. Okay, th- that's my top five. You all do right, your so top five. In my opinion, the, the most important position is that guard position next to Luka, the one that currently Dennis Smith plays. Uh, to me, you got to have the right guy in that position next to Luca because they got to be able to guard the point guards. They got to be able to play off the ball, but they also got to be able to be a playmaker. Yeah. So to me, the first guy they go after, I don't think they're going to be able to get him because I think their team will, will match any offer, and that's Malcolm Brogdon. Mm. Now, he's not a big household name, but Malcolm Brogdon is a winning player. He's an excellent defender. He's an excellent three-point shooter. He's an excellent free-throw shooter. He doesn't make mistakes, and he makes winning plays. He hits clutch shots at the end of games. He can make 
actual plays, unlike Smith. <laughs> he can't actually make a play. Unlike Smith. But his biggest thing is he, he can play that off the ball, but he can guard the other team's point guard, and he's a really good defender. He's a really good three-point shooter, and he doesn't turn it over. So Malcolm Brogdon, to me, would be uh, my number one guy that I'd want to go after uh, this summer. Now, yeah. You're not going to get him, but go ahead. Well, I was just going to point out his stats. Averaging 15.5 points, uh, 4.5 rebounds, 3.5 assists. Mm-hmm. And he's a he's a really solid defender. Yes. So I, I like that, too. He's shooting 42% from the three-point line. Yes. So that's, that's and perfect. And he, he's a big shot maker. I've watched, granted, not a whole lot of Bucks games because they don't come down here. But the ones I have seen, he's hit big shots at the end of the game. So Brogdon, I don't think you're going to get my backup to Brogdon was Eric Bledsoe. And I mm. think Bledsoe, you actually have, and Bledsoe for the same reason as Brogdon. Now, he's not the three-point shooter, but all those other mm-hmm. qualities that he has, you know, and now he's a veteran. He's a steady force. Um, I think you actually have a chance of getting Bledsoe because Brogdon's going to get paid. Mm. And I don't know if the Bucks will be able to keep both of them. Um, yeah, I like that. Was another thing about Bledsoe is his defense. Yes, that was one thing with guards that I was I kept in mind was guards that can play defense. Yes, um, and he's he's an undersized two guard. Yeah, he's not a traditional point guard. You don't want him running your offense, but he can make a play when he has the ball. You just don't want him facilitating. Yeah. Um, then if you don't get Bledsoe, it was D Rose or or Corey Joseph was my last yeah. alternative. You know, I'm not excited about it, yeah. but. You know, anything's better than Wes Matthews. (laughs) Now, I didn't think about the Reddick thing. I mean, I did think about Reddick. I just don't like the defense. But the shooting, on the other hand, is so unstoppable that you kind of have to. And I think you actually have a good chance. You have to pay for Reddick. But if the Sixers re-sign Jimmy Butler... They're not going to have enough money to re-sign both those guys unless they go extremely over the salary cap, um, or I'm assuming you know they'll they'll probably let Reddick. Well, if you come in and, and offer Reddick two years, fifty million, which is worth it for the three point shooting, yeah, you know, and it's only two years, so it's not a long term. You might have a chance of getting Reddick. Yeah, his defense was one thing that concerned yeah. me. Yeah. Go they ahead. they would be a lot like um, the Mavs with when they had Ellis and Parsons and we when Dirk was still Jameer good. Jameer Nelson. Yeah, before they the were trade. terrible defensively, but they were so good offensively. Mm-hmm. It like it didn't even matter. I think yep. they'd be a lot like that. So at small forward, uh, the wing position, my first option was Bazemore. Mm, and yeah. it's you know not I had him on my list yeah, originally. It's mainly because he's a three point shooter and he's, he's a, a good defender. defender. Yeah. yeah. My small, my other wing or power forward, whatever you want to call them, I have uh, Bogdanovich there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, one of the best three-point shooters in the league. He's actually an underrated defender, um, and I think he would fit well. And, th- and that would give the Mavericks a lineup of all three-point shooters over 40%. Oh, wow. Um, my secondary to Bogdanovich is Miritich. If you don't get Miritich, it's Barnes. <laughs> if it's not Barnes, Barnes? it's Urekbo. Your Rebco. Oh. That's the fourth alternative. That's one that if the Mavs are going to tank again next year, it's Corey Joseph and your Rebco. And they try to sell it as. Yes. We're going to. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. At center, my number one option is Vucevic, obviously. Mm. Um, My secondary is Valanchunas. Oh, yeah. Or Willie Cauley Stein. Mm. 
I know you don't like Cauley Stein, but for Carlisle's offense and system. Um, now, Cauley Stein might get paid by the Kings because they're pretty decent this year and they want to keep that going. He's only averaging 13 points, yeah. nine rebounds. Cauley Stein? Mm-hmm. Less than one block. Yeah, but in Carlisle's system, that's going to be, you know, four all oops every other game. And so it's so important to Until have that. Until they scout yeah, it. I know. That was a joke. Okay, and then uh, Julius Randle. I don't know why. Uh, he plays a center now. He's averaging 20 and 9. Like, he's undersized 5, but the guy's a monster. He is, yeah. And, and like, I, when I first looked at him, I was like, is he just a, a Mavs killer and doesn't really do anything no, else? But he's, no, he, yeah, he's actually he's, a he's solid a player. And then at center, if we don't get any of those four guys and we're going into tank mode, Zubach or Zach. Zubach. Zubach. The Lakers guy that uh, is starting to take all the minutes from McGee and and, uh, Tyson Chandler. So I had Butler on here, but... Jimmy Butler? Yeah, I I don't want Butler's attitude. And I hope the Sixers re-sign him because that'll free up Redick. You'll have to pay a lot for Redick. But man, that three point shooting is is hard to not you know take, and Dcuz, <laughs> I got him on here. No, but again, it's an attitude thing. Yeah, um, a guy. No, wears, he's very skilled, okay, but the, the he attitude. wears sunglasses indoors. That's an automatic red flag for me. <laughs> so, but if they don't get anything else, and you're bringing well, it's in, it's like he's D-Cuz, gonna wear them during the game. If he could. He would. I can see him wearing sunglasses out there trying to post somebody up. So Cousins is on that list as well. But my starting lineup would be Luka, Malcolm Brogdon, Kent Bazemore, Bogdanovich, and Vucevic. So can we talk about, let's say they got, they have Luka. Let's say they get J.J. Redick and... Mm-hmm. um. And then at their four, and then at their the five is four. Vucevic, yeah. and then at their four is Miritich. I mean, like it's great all, shooting. Yeah, but it's also an all-white lineup. Well, there's nothing wrong with being white, <laughs> Sydney. Now it's an all-European lineup. That yeah. is true. I just I feel like the league is so different now. Like people, you know, there's a lot of Euros. Yeah, in the when when Luca was. You know, like being a scouted and all that, people were like, no, nah, because Euros are always busts. And it's like, do you realize how many Euros are in the yeah. league that are really good? Um, Attendacumpo is Yeah, European. I mean, we talked about Vucevic and Mirotic, Bogdanovich, pretty much any Both Vich. of the Bogdanoviches. Yeah. <laughs> any of the Vich. Anybody Vich is going to be good. Yeah. And yeah, so it's a, it's really different. Okay, so those are our, those are our top picks for free agency and, and like i said there's i mean there's so many more look at the list um and then leave us a message and let us know like i said you just got to download the anchor app on google or or apple find the podcast dallas hoops fancast and send us a message because we want to hear what you guys think too and also send us any trade ideas that you have um but really that's the show i mean and that's the mavs right now there's a lot of drama but there's also a lot of upside and then this summer could be fun. Not a lot of wins. We got Not drama. We got sucky players playing for the contracts. And we got free, free agency. I mean, it's it's not basketball. And Luca. Yeah, I mean, we're not really talking about if basketball. If it wasn't for Luca, we wouldn't be watching. We probably wouldn't be watching. Because we stopped watching last season right around the All-Star. That was our first season, by the way. We stopped watching. We are huge MFFs. Oh, yeah. MFFL for life. Um, so anyway, thank you guys for watching. 
Again, uh, download the app, leave us a message, follow us on Twitter at Dallas Hoops Cast. I'm going to reiterate it because the show is called Dallas Hoops Fancast, but our Twitter is Dallas Hoops Cast. So I just, the Dallas Hoops Fancast was too many characters. There's like a limit on how many characters they, they can allow. So that's why it's at Dallas Hoops Cast. And you can send us a message there and, and chat with us. Um, but thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys, or we'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye. See ya.